Hello and welcome to what is going to be an incredibly exciting episode of Teammates. We are once again here conquering a fantasy team. It is a fantasy team that myself and Andrew could not be more out of our depth with. <laughs> but we are going to endeavour to give it a good old go and then just agree with our guests when mm. we're unsure what's happening. <laughs> so... As always, I'm joined by Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Jay. Um, I'm super excited for this episode because I think there's been times when one of us has been out of our depths with the sport and one of us has been out of our depths with the topic. But this time what we've done is we've decided to pick a sport and a topic that we both know pretty much nothing about, which is going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I've done so much research for the last couple of days for this and my picks are probably still rubbish. But... Fortunately, we have got a guest on the show who is knowledgeable about both of the both the theme and the sport. So I would love to give a lovely big warm welcome to Abby as she teach, take, yeah, takes us <laughs> through a wonderful adventure in the world of Twilight and helps us decide who would be the best possible gymnastics team made out of those characters. So Abby, first off, why was this sport uh, particularly of interest to you? And why did you think it would go so well with this theme? Well, gymnastics specifically, I've, I've never actually been a gymnast. I can just about do like a really ropey cartwheel. Um, but I just got really big into like elite gymnastics about like after Rio, basically. Like I watched some of the floor routines and I was like, oh, this is sick. And I have no like attention span and gymnastics routines are at most 90 seconds and I was like this is brilliant like this is a sport for me um mm. because someone's like oh wow an iconic routine it takes 90 seconds I go and then I've seen it or someone's like oh that match is really good I'm like that's two hours <laughs> I have time for that <laughs> <laughs> so that's where kind of the gymnastics interest comes from and then I thought it would go really well with Twilight partly because some of the things I like the most you've already done so it's kind of strategic decision in that respect and also because i think it's a really rich cast of characters in a fascinating setup and i (laughs) thought that would have some interesting applications to gymnastics so abby obviously we're we're keen to get into the the of course before before we do just for the people listening I think it's important that myself and Andrew go over our expertise in this field. Naturally. So in regards to gymnastics, um, for those of you that have met me in real life, it will it will be apparent I'm not a, a natural dancer. Or <laughs> so my, my knowledge of gymnastics is watching the Olympics and going, that's incredibly impressive. And then the judges going, oh, it's not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my my knowledge of Twilight, to double down on that, I studied, I think, the first three paragraphs, Ooh. Uh, a single lesson in media. We watched the first film, and I decided pretty early on uh, that it was terrible. <laughs> uh, the, the issue being, I was also a you know an angsty teenager at the time, where every piece of media that you ever witness is viewed as terrible. Um, but I think society backs me up on this <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, I can't wait for you to share. Andrew, start us off with your with your experiences of Twilight. Um, so I have read the books of Twilight, um, and I think watched one of the films. So the, re- the re- reason I remember what uh, reading the books was because teenager Andrew was like, "I hate Twilight. I think it's rubbish." But I can't say it's rubbish unless I've read it. I did the same so, thing. I was okay. like, I "Need to win this argument. So I need to know." <laughs> So, yeah, so I read Twilight and thought it was a bit bad, but did get kind of like, all right, frustrated by the fact that she didn't turn into a vampire by the end of it. (laughs) And so I was like, what's going to, there's another, all right, fine, I'll read the next one to find out when she becomes a vampire. And then I made myself read New Moon, which I think was the worst possible, worst book I think I've ever read. But still, (laughs) she didn't become a vampire. So I ended up having to read uh, the other ones just to find out what happened so i, I have read the entire uh, twilight series quite a while ago so i feel like i do have some knowledge to help help me make these decisions although i did have to as i said do lots of research to remind myself of these facts uh gymnastics i really like watching the olympics and i watched the 
the worlds when they're on, mainly yeah. because Max Whitlock is awesome, Louis Smith. I, whenever British people are good at something, I generally seem to pay a bit more interest, and mm. British gymnasts at the moment are pretty good, so I've, I've watched a bit when it's on. But I, I think along the lines of Jay, I watch it go, wow, that's amazing, and then I'm completely shocked when they lose <laughs> like points, because of, except for when I've watched it for a bit, and then I'm like, there go, oh, that was absolute rubbish, mate. Oh, uh, he, he touched the he touched the pommel horse. Take take, take his marks away. Yeah, really into it. So, I don't really understand why I why I think he's messed up. I'm just convinced they are. So, yeah. so if if you're listening, as you can tell, a, a star-studded lineup of experts uh, for today's episode. We're we're going to start off for our sins with the men's. Pommel horse. Abby, yeah. take me through who you've picked for men's pommel horse. Okay, so caveat, um, other than the fact that Max Whitlock and Louis Smith are quite good at it, I have no interest in a pommel horse. Don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not actually massively um, educated on the men's side in general, um, but the only thing I know about pommel horse other than like British people tend to win it and Reese McLennan is that Peng Peng Lee did like some flares, which is apparently a pommel horse move uh-huh. in her beam routine at NCAA. That's all I know. Oh. With that in mind, uh, basically I chose Jacob, famously mm. Taylor Lautner, abs, etc., because um, doing some reading about pommel horse, there seemed to be a consensus that it's not primarily like a strength event. Obviously, you do have to be really strong to do it, but I think there are other events which we'll discuss that have more of like a direct strength component. Um, but you do have to be very like technical. So there's a lot of like repetitions and practice and things. And on that basis, so I had some reasoning because obviously most of the people are going to pick a vampires. Jacob's obviously a werewolf. Mm. We're assuming he's doing the event in his human form. We haven't, yeah. like, specified, but I assume he's not going to be in his wolf form. But we're in combat in Twilight. We only ever see them, like, fight in wolf form. So, therefore, I'm assuming that his strength is not as high as the vampire's when he's in human form. And, therefore, we should go for a technical event for Jacob. Okay. And that's why I chose Pommel Horse for Jacob. See, I think that we've picked up Abby's selections here, Jay. And she's come off, a, like, straight out of the bat with an awful pick. Wow! Um, <laughs> well, you, you say this, Andrew. I've also gone. Oh, this is nonsense. <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you for why. There's only there's only one reason that I need to give you, Andrew. And <laughs> what is the closest of the characters to us? <laughs> it's it's a werewolf. And if that alone, if that alone doesn't convince you, Hull, I don't know what world you're living in. So, right. Um, so let's hear what what cold take you've got. <laughs> so, first off, what what I think is that pretty much every pick we make, I've made one pick which isn't a vampire, but other than that, every pick really should be a vampire because, yeah, sure, even though Pommel Horse maybe isn't as much strength as it is as the other events, it still requires strength. You're holding yourself up by your arms for a pretty long time. And werewolves, when they are, or I think shapeshifters, as they're called in the book, mm. are strong when they're in the werewolf form. But when they're humans, yeah, I think they're a bit stronger than your average human, but they are considerably weaker than a vampire. So for that reason, except for in one one event, I don't think you can pick anyone other than a vampire. Ooh. And as you've said, this event is about being technical. It's about having like a lot... Also, I think the pommel horse is very different to any of the other events. So mm. that's why you get specialists in it. Like Louis Smith is in the men's team event for the UK, even though that's the only thing he really does because it's so different from the others that you have to train it. You have to put the time and effort into that particular skill more so than anything else because the rest are all linked. So I thought which of the vampires in Twilight has the evidence of being committed to learning skills, putting lots of effort into their training. They're mentally strong. Carlisle, mm. I think, is the obvious pick for an event like that because he's put all that time and effort into training his medical skills. We see he's super strong when they're all uh, doing their fighting training and stuff. Sure, in the actual fight, he goes quite quickly, I think. But we've seen the strength. We know that he's pretty agile. We know that he's got all those skills that that are going to help him in athletics but also he's got that mental strength to put him above the others because he's going to put the effort into learning the pommel horse 
Can I can I just specify? We're, we're talking about Doctor Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the dad of the family. Yeah, because us us Twilighters know all the names. Man. Yeah. Um, I I actually had the good Doctor. That's what his friends call him. Um, in, in, in another. Yeah, position. so did I. On similar reasoning, uh, actually, but a different position. So, so I think Jacob's oh, in it. Because I was going to make the argument yeah. that Jacob is like significantly stronger than the average person because Bella breaks her hand when she tries to punch him. And like that can be bad form. I acknowledge that. But I still think that he's strong enough to do pommel horse is my personal position. I admit he's stronger than an average human, but he's not stronger than a vampire. That's true. But also Jay already said we won. (laughs) (laughs) I can see how this is going to go already. (laughs) Yes, you can. Right. The next one. I, I'm looking at my picks, knowing they're <laughs> dreadful. This is the problem. <laughs> is uh, I would like to know, Abby. Start me off. Your men's floor. Mm. Who have you picked? So I've actually used some women's floor reasoning for this because I think it's nonsense that men don't have to dance to music. Um. So basically, the main thing with floor, particularly in women's floor is like this storytelling element and this projection of like a particular persona. And obviously like you also have to do massive tumbling skills and all of that. Mm. Um, But in particular, I've kind of leaned into the storytelling element, even though that's not men's floor, but in my mind, men's floor should also require that. So I've decided that that's a valid interpretation. And I've chosen Jasper because of that kind of like emotional manipulation skill that he has. I think he would be incredibly skilled at like involving the audience, which is a specific code requirement of the women's floor. And um, basically, I've just decided to go with him on that. He was also kind of difficult to fit in anywhere else. Like, he's got a significant kind of military past, uh, which we won't get into. <laughs> 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 um, but he's he's clearly, like, athletically very gifted and I think would do well on any event. Um, mm. And I think he was a good choice for Floor on that basis. Okay. Let me, let me school you with this right. pick. I'm ready to be taught. Right. So, I've, I've looked, I've looked at floor i agree with you abby it requires rich storytelling but something else floor requires is for the audience to feel like they've connected mm. with the person you've you've got to feel like you you can understand the struggle and the story that the person is telling if anything the person doing floor has to ground the story in reality and who grounds twilight in reality more than my good friend <laughs> Charlie, that is such a That is weak. <laughs> Who, in my in my recollection of Twilight, is probably the best character. Oh, why would you pick uh, a human? That's a weak man. Because <laughs> he he keeps. I don't know if you heard me, but he keeps the story grounded, Abby. But, the, alone... but all of the first premise of your argument just furthered my argument for Jasper. Yeah. yeah. If I knew who Jasper was, I'd probably be right. agreeing with you, but I, but I don't. Andrew, Andrew, take um, it away. Take it away. I agreed with Abby. I had got Jasper hey. for this. Um, I thought that the Florentine is one where you have to like strategically decide exactly what you're going to do at what place, mark mm. out your routine, mark out your plan. He's the strategist for the Cullens. He comes up with some great strategies for various fights they have to do. We've seen when they're training that he's super quick, he's super agile. I think he does like a couple of flips and stuff when they're training, so we know he can do them. I think all the vampires can do them, so really in that regard, it's like uh, strategy is why I went for it, because they can all do the flips, they can all do the, mm. the skills, but I want someone who's going to come up with the best plan for what's going to get them the most points. And I think also with the the skill, he's going to yeah portray emotion. He's going to portray also kind of what he wants the people to see. Um, he's going to tap into their emotions. So I think it'd be really good for floor. Well, let, let's get let's get him Fantastic. in. Right, yeah, Abby. Men's Vault. Oh, okay. Men's Vault. Who do so, you have? Men's Vault is one of my favourite events across both disciplines because it's basically just man body chuck. It's like, it's a mess. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched a Men's Vault qualifications, it's like splat city. It's incredible. Mm. Um, so, important things for Vault. We'll get into Vault more on women's side because I have like a very specific choice. But, right. um, 
important things for bolt is basically like what you call it like a legs event so you need like strong lower body you need to be able to generate a lot of power over a short distance like they absolutely sprint at the vault um so for that reason i've chosen edward because he's canonically the fastest it's repeatedly established that no one else can like is as fast as him sort of running wise so therefore he's going to be able to generate a lot of power the other reason i've chosen edward is following my reading of midnight sun he is the worst and you have to see him for the shortest amount of time <laughs> i mean that's a great I, reason. That is a fantastic reason. I mean, I think Jacob is almost, if not just, he's just as bad. Like, yeah, Jacob's also the worst. <laughs> not many of the characters come off great, if I remember rightly, uh, especially not the main three, who I think no, are all terrible, terrible, terrible people. But yeah. I, I completely agree with you that Edward should be your Voltist. He is, the far, as you said, the fastest character in the whole series, I think. And I think he's got the strength and the agility to then, mm. on top of that, do some mad skills off of a vault so he's going to come with the fastest speed which is essential and then he's gonna he's got the agility he's got the strength to pull off some incredible flips at the end of it jay do you agree i oh, I, do. Oh! Uh, I i do agree for for obviously the myriad of reasons <laughs> that you uh have, have just given um I was trying to think of a way to, to get hold on tight <laughs> oh. for this section, um, but but sadly couldn't. Um, Is that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's what he says. <laughs> That's what he says when when Belle's on his back and she's like, "Oh, I'm scared," and he's like, "Hold on tight, Spider Monkey. I'll make sure you don't plummet to your inevitable but, uh, death." And she's like, "Oh, tippy toppers," and then they go for a nice. Oh. Why, why would you call him Spider that Monkey? Is... That's such a bad it's metaphor. Not even, it's not even the only monkey reference. Rosalie calls <laughs> Emmett my monkey man when he also oh. goes up a tree. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just think, is this where I've been going wrong? <laughs> I've, not been, I've, I've not been making horrifying animal analogies with the, the women that I've been going Looking for my with. Spider Monkey like, exo. Oh, yeah. It's windy today, isn't it, Jake? Oh, hold on tight, spider <laughs> monkey. I'll look after you. Um, but we digress. We digress. Abby, who did you have for the parallel? Okay, one? so this is where um, Andrew's reasoning for Carlisle being like a meticulous and sort of technical person comes in because I chose Carlisle for this event for two primary reasons. Uh, firstly, because parallel bars, I don't know an immense amount about parallel, bar, about parallel bars, but I know it's it's really about like hitting your handstands is like the main thing. Like you have to hit your handstands. That's where like you accrue a lot of points and then you've got all the various pirouettes mm -hmm. and things. So it's an extremely repetitive and meticulous event, even more so than some of the others. And I think kind of all the reasoning that Andrew mentioned about Carlisle being very committed to a particular profession and spending the time honing those skills, I think would make him really good for parallel bars. The other reasoning I had, which is maybe ageist, is that um, it's quite like an old-fashioned event. So parallel bars as a sort of an apparatus was invented in like 1819. And Carlisle, as we know, was converted uh, to a vampire in like the 17th century. So I think he would have had the longest to hone his skills on this particular event. Obviously, that applies to any event. But I think in particular, this one where he's got like a 200-year start on some of the others. Um, and that's why Carlisle is my choice for parallel bars. I mean, that's, that's a strong enough argument if you're only picking from the Cullens, Abby. But Ooh. if someone was to come at you with a member of the Volturi, then Ooh. I think that argument kind of falls apart. I, to be honest, don't know when my character got turned, so I can't completely destroy you. But I think they've been around <laughs> for a while. Um, I think that the parallel bars is a activity or an event which requires a lot of strength, especially in the arms. Um, you're doing, as you said, handstands. That's where most of the points comes from. But you're also like doing sort of like jumps and stuff from your hands, catching yourself with like, it seems like with your arms slash armpits. I was, I'm not really a hundred percent sure how that event works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, P-Bars is weird. It's fine. It, so I went for uh, the strongest character I could think of. Um, so I was picking between the two strongest characters I think of. Um, I stuck, I was picking between them for two events. So this and the rings. Um, I've just stuck one of them in the rings for reasons I'll go into later. And I chose Felix for this one. Ooh. I think he is the strongest character, strongest vampire, definitely in the series. Um, he's used all the time. Like he shows how strong his arms are when he's like constantly chopping off people's head, like all over the place. <laughs> um, also like, 
but all the things you just said about Carlisle, disciplined, um, he's got that. He's he's been in the Volturi for ages. He's their like main one of their main sergeants. He shows that he'll like follow instructions. So whoever the coach is is going to like, all right, this is our routine. He's going to follow it to the letter. And I, I think that just the strength that he offers. And again, agility. You see him fighting a lot. So whilst he's not just strength, he can use that strength to do lots of cool stuff. So I think he's going to come up with a load of really interesting um, skills and techniques on the parallel bars, and he's got the strength to back it up. Andrew, you're, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> I oh, come on! <laughs> but I, think I, I actually might change my mind, because I think that reasoning is really sound. And like oh. all of the reasoning... I, I also don't know. I might actually. Am I allowed to Google? Yeah, that's fine. When was Felix turned what? into a vampire? <laughs> um, You're, you you get the the overriding <laughs> say, Abby. So if you want to go with Andrew's pick, then we can. Let's go see. With Early life. Little is known. Oh, that's useless. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I actually I think it's really sound reasoning. Um, so I think I'm gonna swap to Felix. Amazing. Apologies, in then. That's all right. I, I'm surprised any of mine would get picked, to be perfectly honest. Right, so Felix is picked, which leads us to the horizontal bars. Mm. Abby, who did you have for the horizontal bar? So for the horizontal bar, or high bar, um, I actually chose another werewolf, so I'll be interested to see how this conversation goes. Um, I chose Seth who is um, one of the younger werewolves. He primarily comes into play in Eclipse. And I chose him for a few reasons. Um, he's quite light, so he's quite small, um, which can be really useful for particularly the sort of swinging bars events, particularly high bar. He's um, got a lot of energy. He really wants to get out there. He is completely fearless, which we see in Eclipse when he fights Riley and... Um, what's the other one called? Victoria. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, with high bar, unless you're... I can't remember the, the his name, but like the 2016 gold medalist, the German guy, you are like crashing into the ground all the time. Like it is a super dangerous event. They're all dangerous, but like mm. high bar, you've really got to just be completely fearless and be going for it. And basically he's young, he's a werewolf and they rec recover very quickly from injuries. And I think that Seth could um, be a really good fit for high bar for those reasons. So I think he's got like a good physiology. And I also think that he is quite resilient, both mentally and physically to injury, which I think is quite important for this event. I think he'd have really good amplitude on like releases because of sort of his physiology. So that is why I chose Seth. Andrew, what well, have again, you got for us, mate? You picked a werewolf. It's a bad pick. The werewolf... <laughs> Uh, they're just not as strong and agile as the vampires. Like, sure, when they turn into werewolves, they are, but I'm not having a wolf swinging on uh, a pole. That's that's nonsense, Abby. Bad pick. <laughs> so what I've done is I've picked a vampire that I have seen in a clip on YouTube swinging from a tree branch. <laughs> and I went, wow, that looks just like the horizontal bar to me. Strong basis. Um this this vampire is also been around for ages, so they've had a lot of time to hone their skills. Uh, they're like driven. They're also fearless, as far as I can tell. They're, they're well up for the fight against the Volturi in the end. Um, so, and as I said, proven ability to swing from branches, which <laughs> definitely is going to help them in this situation. And that's why I went for Vladimir from the Romanian Coven. Um, Again, been around for ages. I think they, they were there before the Volturi, so they are super, super old. Fearless. They, they've been in thousands of battles. They want to fight the big, bad Volturi. They're, they're up for it, so they're not going to care about falling off. Also, there are vampires. They'll fall off from that, and they'll be fine. Like Vampires aren't going to get hurt from falling off of a small bar. They, they, they're fine when they drop out of like humongous trees. So that's not nothing to worry about. <laughs> like you're really bigging up the tree element. The tree element is important in this. <laughs> Because where else do we see vampires um, showing off these skills but when you see them climbing up and swinging from the trees? Do you see werewolves doing that? No, you don't because werewolves... They literally live in a forest. Yeah, yeah, but at no point have I seen them swinging from trees, Abby. Good point. Hasn't um, been captured on film, has it? Hasn't been captured on film, so can they do it? Probably not. They're all just about jumping off of cliffs and, and being silly. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't see anything that convinces me that Seth, I think Clearwater, is it that one? Yeah. yeah. Is a better pick than Vladimir 
the tree swinger. I <laughs> I actually have a counter argument, well, but I'll let Jay make okay. this point first. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm about, because I'm about to hit you with, with something amazing. So we, we have agreed that this person needs to be strong, this person needs to be agile, hmm. and all that good stuff. But I, I was looking at the you know, the high bar could be hmm. quite a dangerous event. If you make a mistake, you'll, you'll injure yeah. yourself. We'll all agree that. And also, if you fall off, True. you look silly, right? You lose points. <laughs> Famously, uh, and I in gymnastics. An event, I, <laughs> I think this is an event that, you know, not, not looking silly is definitely in, in both a, a good idea for preserving your points as well mm-hmm. as your health. So I, I looked for a character and I thought, who can self-preserve Ooh. the best in Twilight? And this character has enhanced self-preservation in that she can get herself out of any issue, any trouble. She can stay safe. And basically, she always comes out on top. And that is why I picked the famous Twilight character of but, Victoria. Yeah. I, all your reasoning is great, Jay. <laughs> There's only one one issue I have with your pick for the men's team's event. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot it was the the the, the yeah. sex split. Well, what we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to uh, later on. How have I made this mistake? I'm um, cool. Please ignore me. Um, Abby, I'd love to hear your counter-argument. Why <laughs> I don't think that was my exact wording, but I'm happy to roll with it. Um, I believe that we have some textual evidence that vampires do eventually age. I believe that the Romanians are specifically described as quite frail. And because they've been around for like literally a millennium. And like, because I think that it's commented, and I may be wrong, we may be able to like pull up some textual evidence that contradicts this reading, but I feel that it's when the Romanians are introduced or possibly when some of the Volturi are introduced, they have this sense, like Bella's like, oh, I didn't realize vampires could age. Like this never occurred to me because there is eventual degradation over such a long period of time, which I argue against Seth's youthful energy would be a disadvantage on the high bar. But that's just my personal opinion. I, I mean, if if that's true, then fair enough, I suppose. I, I, I don't, I'm looking up, do the vampires in Twilight age or not? I am um, was just, I, I did not remember these characters from the book. So I, I was just using my quick research that I did yesterday, looking at the films to back this up. Um, hold right, don't you? Uh, Andrew, if you've got a research. Well, I mean, no, no, it means that Abby may be pulling this out of her arse and is just yeah, making I, up stuff to. I did to acknowledge. I'm making up, misremembering, possibly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, someone on Yahoo Answers says they don't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. Well, um, thank you, convinced. Yahoo Answers. They don't age, Abby. Nonsense. Um, wow. If we're taking Yahoo Answers, <laughs> can it? <laughs> I mean... I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm, I'm going to have to back Abby's pick. Um, I, I realise my endorsement currently counts for less than nothing. Um, but we're going we're gonna to go with Abby's pick. Remind Seth. us who your pick was, Abby? Yes. Right. Oh, I've, I've definitely well, got a bloke for this one. Uh, it is the men's rings. I'm going to start us off with an ice cold pick just to keep us going. So I thought, what does the rings require? require? It requires mm-hmm. immense upper body strength. Um, and I was looking at it. I wanted someone tall, extremely mm-hmm. muscular, burly <laughs> is the word that I would use. And pretty intimidating. I think the rings, you know, when you're tensing up, you want to look like an absolute unit. Um, and that is what I've gone for. Great pick, Jake. Emmett Great yeah. pick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that was simply by looking at who is the strongest person in Twilight. Um, but I, yeah. I'm glad to see that, that we're agreeing. Does anyone have any better uh, Yeah, so Emmett is, I think, Emmett? described, possibly Felix is stronger than him, but he's already in the team. Uh, Emmett is the strongest Cullen, definitely, they're described, because um, that's their gift. Like, most of the vampires have gifts that seem to be mental stuff, but Emmett has 
like not a great gift, but he's just stronger than all the rest of the vampires. Uh, I think because he was particularly strong as a person and that transferred uh, through to like vampire super strength. I think the only vampires that are stronger than him are newborns, but mm. I'm not picking someone just like, because that's a short term fix. I want someone who's going to be strong when we go to event after event after event. And Emmett is going to bring that strength. Like, and he's just, those shoulder muscles are crazy. And when you look at the people who are best at rings, they got shoulder muscles for days. So I think Emmett is the best pick. Yeah, my notes for this were Emmett, bracket beefy. <laughs> Yeah, I've just I've just googled him, <laughs> and it's like got bit got bitten by. A, I, I'm re-looking him up. It's like got bitten by a vampire. Got absolutely nothing for it, but the beefcake became <laughs> a bigger beefcake, and he and he and he sort of just had to just had to settle for that. He died fighting a bear. Right. Is how he was <laughs> like until <laughs> yeah. danger. And and now he hunts bears for the satisfaction <laughs> of revenge. Wait, does, does, it, does it say that? What a team play. Uh, he is a himbo does. king. He is an icon. Emmett is the best character. Oh, dear. Right. I have so many issues <laughs> right, with Twilight as a book series. And that's another one now. My <laughs> we are, we are going to move yes. on to the, the women's events now. Okay. And I've definitely got all women <laughs> well for this. So you can see I took took this one seriously um abby who have you got okay for the floor so i've got event? two potentials for floor um so i'll start with my stronger option and then i'll just like mention the other one as like an honorable mention um so i chose for floor you want someone who is again it's a legs event so you want someone who's quick and has significant lower body strength um again we're getting into that kind of narrative storytelling aspect of gymnastics it's kind of women's floor i think is where like artistic gymnastics really comes mm. into its own like it really sort of performs that name so you want someone that's again going to be able to emote be able to tell a story kind of a brooklyn moore's kind of vibe um and for that reason i went for leah clearwater who is another werewolf um i know so she's again she's canonically very quick and therefore i think we have like we have reason to believe she has the requisite strength she also has this whole tragic backstory about um i've forgotten his name the, the, the leader guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, basically... Sam? Is it Sam? Sam, yeah, Sam. So she's with Sam, and then he imprints on, like, her cousin or something. And then she's like, well, I'm sad about this. And all the other werewolves are like, oh, my God, you're such a buzzkill. <laughs> it's like... I mean, that imprinting <laughs> thing is, is messed up anyway. We do not have the time. Oh. We, we could have a whole podcast about that. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so she does have that that really sort of profound story, which I think would make her a great storyteller, mm -hmm. again, in that kind of Brooklyn Moore's style of expression. And that's why I chose Leah. I will say my honorable mention, who I think would potentially be slightly better, like technically because she's a vampire, mm. um, but I thought would not be like a fun person to discuss because she's quite an obscure character, is Zafrina, who is one of the South American vampires who comes in in Breaking Dawn to be like, look, the Collins aren't racist. They have friends from other continents. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, because she has the ability, her sort of magic ability is to protect project visions into mm. other people's minds so i think literally with her floor event she could literally take you there and i think that would be incredibly powerful for the judges yeah so i'm gonna say leah but like zafrina like asterisk i don't hate either of oh sorry jay you right. go <laughs> i was gonna say i i thought there was oh like interesting pick for this one uh so i, I was looking at what what is the floor event like um, mm. as we've discussed it's about the show is that it's about telling a story, but most importantly, it's about looking good. <laughs> Everything that you see in a floor event, you look at and you go, I want that to look great. So I did a little Google and I looked at best looking Twilight character. And it turns out that there is someone <laughs> whose ability is actually, is actually yeah. just being a complete hottie. Um, and that is why I've gone for someone who's described as mm. angelically beautiful. And that is why I've gone for <laughs> the mighty yeah. Rosalie Hay. That's who I've gone for. Oh, interesting. Thank um, you. So Thank both, you. Both of your picks, Abby, I've actually picked in, both of the ones you mentioned, I've picked in different spots. I think they're oh, both interesting. great okay. picks. L Leah is the one non-vampire I selected. Um, I'll explain why later. Mm. Um, and Zafrina... 
uh, was suggested to me by someone who knew a bit more about Twilight I was talking to. And I looked up and was like, yeah, that's a great pick. But again, for a different event due to okay. a certain skill that we see when they, I think, first are introduced in the films. So I like both picks, but I'm going to have to side with Jay here. Uh, Rosalie Hale, not just that she's super beautiful, but a lot of the flaw is, especially for the women's event, I think, is about the pageantry, about the show. The like, because it's more about the dancing and more about the um, that sort of stuff than the men's event, which is more about technique, technique, technique. And what I thought when I was looking at this was there was this, this clip when they're doing again on that training scene. I'm going to go back to that because that's where I've used to pick a lot of my things. An important is, is part of canon. Yeah, there's a part where they're, they're training and Jasper goes to strike her and she does this like twirl, like jump twirl thing away which is completely unnecessary but looks pretty cool and i was like that's my floor specialist right there <laughs> like she she can bring it she's super quick again just like all the vampires she's agile but she's got that flair for for dramatic i think she's got that flair for the performance that would be fantastic to bring to the event i respect that choice and that's what i've just learned she's yeah, oh, that, yeah, that backstory is so dark. I've I've just she's, that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, and then like in Midnight Sun, Edward's like, "Oh my god, Rosalie's so boring. Like she doesn't want to talk to me." And it's like, are you aware of like what literally happened two weeks ago? Like she's not in a good mood. Leave her alone. Yeah. Also, oh <laughs> there's a point. There's a point. There's a point where she's yeah. described as narcissistic, and I'm like, you, you've literally <laughs> said she is the most beautiful the person that ex- <laughs> that exists. Like that's mm. that's literally her power, and you're described. You're surprised. <laughs> right. that she's maybe I, I think also if you're talking that, about like but... being able to tell a story during the floor routine, uh, when she seeks revenge on her terrible, terrible p- previous partner, she like takes out each of her friends one by one, leaving the partner to the mm. end which i think mean, you're telling a wonderful story there he's like going oh no they're all, oh what's happening like <laughs> within her life she, she's got the flair for the dramatic we, we see it there like she'd be amazing mm. i think that's excellent reasoning i'm reserving her for another event but i think that's absolutely fair right let's see abby who do you have ah well uneven so i have some reasoning i have some some of my own reasoning about vampires and flexibility that I need to take you through mm-hmm. in order to clarify two of my choices. Okay. So I don't believe we see anywhere in the text evidence that vampires are just like naturally flexible. We know they're naturally strong. We know they're naturally quick. We don't actually see any evidence for flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually I'd argue that because they are described as like always like incredibly solid, like almost like rock-like, mm-hmm. that actually flexibility would be something that would be quite challenging to train. I think it's something that would take probably quite a lot of time, quite a lot of discipline, would probably be quite uncomfortable. Um, purely based on the fact that sort of every other physical attribute which is admirable for vampires is described in excruciating detail. <laughs> and we never see kind of any evidence of their flexibility. As one of my friends also pointed out, they are Mormon vampires and therefore have little other use for flexibility in other contexts. So I think that your bar specialist, you have to be, they will have to be incredibly flexible. And that needs to be someone who is disciplined, who is committed. And that is why I have chosen Rosalie, because I think her sort of previously mentioned vanity will mean that she is particularly interested in like pursuing a specific goal that is going to be like validating, right? Which is what all professional athletes have to do. They have to be self-interested in order to pursue that, in order to sort of put themselves through much through so much pain in order to obtain accolades. So I think she has the right mentality for the event, which arguably requires the most flexibility. And also, and this is like slightly more tenuous, she reminds me of like Svetlana Horkina, who is a, she's a Russian gymnast and she's got like the most uneven bars medals, I think ever. Uh, she was like back-to-back Olympic champion on bars. She's also quite tall because Rosalie's described as tall and I wanted to make the point that like bar specialists don't have to be tiny. So Svet, well, I mean, I say tall, she's like five, six, but like that's tall for a gymnast. Mm. Um, as is Kyla Ross, who's on the 2012 Olympic team. She's five, seven, and she was also a great bar specialist. Um, and Svetlana Horkina specifically is like this amazing, like horrible person, but like incredible, like statuesque blonde diva um, who I think just really evoked Rosalie for me. So that was my other reasoning for Rosalie and Bars. Right. Well, Abby, I'm really sorry. Once again, I thought that okay. was quite an obvious pick here. Um, 
so I I googled thanks <laughs> Twilight character. Uh, and let me let me read you a little mm. bit about this this person's description. They're known as the most agile yep. vampire in the family. Uh, despite her tiny mm-hmm. size, she's a capable fighter. She's very agile and somewhat artistic in her combat. She performs leaps mm-hmm. and jumps over op- opponents, distracting them. She's a master of martial arts, which I'm sure will come in handy. And, you know, it, from what yeah. I believe, she can tell the future, which I imagine for any sport must be handy. Uh, and that is why mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you, Jay. I 100% disagree with you. That's an oh. obvious event for Alice. I just want to. I want to be clear. Uh, <laughs> this is a mistake Google made. When I say when I say Alice Cullen, I do not. Say <laughs> this Labour Party politician. Um, I'm. I mean Alice Cullen of the Twilight Saga. Just just before we get any uh, massive Scottish fans writing in, but I'm sure Alice Cullen, <laughs> Scotland politician, would be great too. Um, oh, well, yeah, Alice Abby, can see into the future, with? as we've established. Hmm. Uh, very short into the future, so short that it's useful in combat. She is a beam specialist, obviously, because beam is the most capricious event. It's the one that most people fall on. It tends to be the one where that you have the fewest like back-to-back champions and things because it is just so unpredictable. It is the primary problem with beam, and therefore someone who can see into the future and never fall, ever. Like There is no beam specialist, as far as I'm aware, who... like never ever falls like it's just it is such a unpredictable event that that would give alice such a massive advantage i literally wrote alice duh for beam <laughs> you couldn't be more wrong on both counts abby oh like, interesting alice is definitely your uneven bar specialist i mean jay went in with the agility we see it on countless occasions mm-hmm. um we see her jumping up from trees dropping down like doing crazy flips and everything like and as, as it's she's described constantly in the books of being the most agile i think if you're looking for one of i considered her for floor for a while um but i thought actually you know we need that agility in the uneven bars it's that her height also is going to come into like like a lot of help there like being small like I've, gonna, I've, I've cited multiple split. olympic champions who were not short and uneven bar specialists i mean all right I'll, I'll give you that but i i still think jay's right in that alice is the obvious pick for uneven bars i think just the agility is fantastic and there is a much better pick for the beam disagree uh, you've mentioned <laughs> zafrina already mm-hmm. um right when zafrina and her sisters burst onto the scene uh they're running on branches like, Again, I, I, I have to query this immediate equivalence that we've made between various aspects of trees and gymnastics apparatus. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, it's that she is she's shown that she is the balance and the dexterity to be able to run across branches which are very similar in size and width to a beam, and she's got the dexterity. We see her jumping and doing skills and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. Not 100%, but probably. All vampires can do it, so it's fine. <laughs> like, and, and she has that track record of being having great balance and running. Wait, her track record, she ran along one branch. I mean, d- no one else has done it, Abby. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, my apologies. I actually have another argument Abby. on the dancely basis of Alice, but I can, what do you want to say, Joe, first? I was going to say, I don't know if you've listened to many of these absolutely tenuous evidence based on one scene. It's sort of Andrew's whole thing. When it, when it, if he's seen them, if he's seen them catch a ball one, suddenly the best dodgeball player the world's ever seen. I see. Like, you've just got to get on board. Well, see, I, just I think get on board I thought all the reasoning about Alice being uh, a good bar specialist because she has that agility and she has that flow actually reinforces her argument for beam because in the code of points, uh, which is like the latest code of points, there's been a huge emphasis on like constant movement on the beam and you have this consistent issue with gymnasts breaking connections and losing connection value um, because they're basically expected to be moving constantly while they're on the beam and that's something that's been introduced relatively recently in the code of points um, because they there's always been this sense that it has to have a certain flow to it um, and Alice is constantly described as you mentioned as being like dancerly and agile and that's why I think she'd be a great pick for beam specifically also because she doesn't struggle she wouldn't struggle with falling and she wouldn't struggle with that constant movement which are often pitfalls for gymnasts on that event and that's why I chose Alice I, I think though also along the back back to the Safrina pick uh, which I th- I'm going to argue strongly for is before <laughs> you mentioned that 
she has that power where she can project images, project mm. stuff onto people. If you're talking about this being the most difficult event, having someone who can project herself doing great at it and not falling off. That's just cheating. In my, but <laughs> but <laughs> if you're going to use that, you're arguing for using that power on the floor. Like, yeah, but that's specifically part of the floor event. That's not just like, oh, you thought you saw me fall. Well, you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if it tricks the judges, it tricks the judges. It might be cheating, but it will win. Like, <laughs> I, I... Mm. that's classic, classy Andrew Hull. Every, everyone, listen to this. What a competitor! If it tricks the judges and you'll win, then it's fine. Um, to to bring this together, Abby, I, I'm I'm scared to say. I think due to the voting rules that teammates has lived on for twenty episodes. Uh, Alice will be in for the. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's fine. In, in the two to one vote, and that is that to is be why wrong. We started this podcast. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's not pull threads. I mean, let's not let's not pull threads. So we've got Alice for the uneven bars. We come to the balance beam. So, what do you think of? I don't Andrew's think they're a bad pick. pick. I just think my pick beam, is better. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Wait, who did We're... you have for balance beam? Yeah, who did you move have? On before it's all out. <laughs> <laughs> did you take another human? Uh, uh, no, but I, I thought balance beam uh, it requires mm-hmm. consistency. And I, th- I was looking at learning balance beam. And they say that like the, the hardest mm. thing when you're learning it is, is the failure. Um, and I, I looked no. at who I thought was <laughs> no, no. consistently failed the most. Um, Bella I is I the clumsiest Bella character in the whole series. Nah, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Bella can get nowhere near a gymnastics team, <laughs> even after she becomes a vampire and stops being clumsy just but, by the fact she's got. No, Bella Swan <laughs> is terrible. That is a horror. Oh. <laughs> I can see why you're trying well, to avoid that, Jay. So we're going to move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Abby, tell us mm. your last pick. Yes, this is an interesting one based on Andrew's tirade because I chose Bella. However, are you going to let me finish? Are you going <laughs> to let me finish? Okay. So not specifically because of the things she can do, but primarily because I thought I should probably put Bella somewhere for the purposes of narrative within the context of a podcast. And because I think she would be terrible at all the other events. And this is why. So in the way that Rosalie is basically presented as like, oh, she's so vain. She's so self-interested and all of these being bad things because well, Bella is obviously written as like, the epitome of like perfect Mormon womanhood. She is humble. She is not self-serving. She is, you know, just obeys everyone around her and all of these things. That would make her a uniquely terrible athlete. She's also canonically very clumsy, which is obviously relevant. And therefore, all of the reasoning that I applied to Rosalie and all of the effort and the training and the time that she'd have to be put into to become more flexible does not apply to Bella. She does not. She is not determined. She is not like she's just a massive wet blanket. And obviously, again, would not like go through significant discomfort in the pursuit of self-interest. And therefore, she would have to be in the event that requires the least flexibility, i.e. vault. Uh, The other piece of evidence I would recruit for Bella is that after she is turned, like two of the first things she does are like jump out of a window and jump over a river and in both cases particularly actually in the um when she jumps out the window she like just does a front flip and it's fine and everyone's like wow oh my god no one's done a front flip so slowly before. but the point is she clearly has instinctive and natural air sense which is incredibly important for vault so that is where i would put her not necessarily because i think she is the best vampire at vault although i recognize that was the brief but primarily because i thought we should talk about bella and that's the thing she'd be least shit at oh just I'm going to throw, <laughs> and you may have heard me mention this name. <laughs> uh, I think Victoria would be a fantastic pick uh, for the vault. Um, I've, I've just sort of plucked that name out of thin air, you know. Uh, well, I think Victoria would be a great pick, which if you rewind this episode <laughs> about 20 minutes, you'll find out why. Um, uh, I considered Victoria, to be Andrew, fair. Um, do you have? I almost put Victoria in for lots of the reasons you said before. I think she's possibly the quick one of the quickest vampires like 
uh, lots of times like people are chasing after her and her whoever she's with and they don't get away that Victoria does so that speed I thought would be really useful but I actually fell on a different character and I think earlier I mentioned that I did put Leah in at one point and I think Leah would be a great pick mm. here because Leah is described as being the fastest werewolf now werewolves I believe are like basically an average werewolf is the same speed as an average vampire when they're in werewolf form whereas but a fast werewolf is faster than your average vampire and a fast vampire is faster than your average werewolf, whatever. So how I see Leah taking on the event is that she gets into werewolf form, charges down the <laughs> runway, and then just like I think we see Jacob do in the film, leaps off the springboard, transforms back into human form to do the crazy mad flips and such, and lands wonderfully uh, in human form. Mm. And, like, I would be super impressed by that. Like, on top of doing crazy good flips, you've transformed from werewolf to human mid-jump. And that would give me... I'd be giving points for just that. <laughs> so that would impress me. I'm but not going to lie, you took me there. I was I, I see the vision. Leo was my second choice for Vault, so I'm not mad. Um, I just... But I, I can't get... Behind. The Bella pick is just atrocious. I wow. I I'm sorry, I was trying to make your podcast accessible to people that haven't read the entire series, but it's fine that you don't share those priorities. No, I, I don't. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I care about making good teams, Abby. And your your pick is a joke. Abby. I feel like he's really upset that he read all the books for nothing. In like 20... Yeah. Um, so... Abby, which which pick are you on board with then? If mm. if if you couldn't have Bella, would you pick Victoria? <laughs> Leo was my second choice for Vault, so that's yeah. Okay, so well, okay, right, well, Andrew. I think do you I've think got it all. Yeah. So for our now, men's please. event team, we had Jacob Black on the pommel. We had Jasper on the floor. Edward for the vault. Felix for the parallel bars. Seth for the horizontal bar and Emmett for the rings. And then our women's events, we have Rosalie Hale for the floor. Uneven bars is Alice. The beam is, I think, Zafrina got in based on the fact that, yep, I think it did. And Vault was Leah. Yeah. Right. Abby, <laughs> thank you very much for being part <laughs> of this explosively controversial uh, episode of of teammates, uh, thank you for, for being a part of this. We appreciate you coming on. I also want to apologize <laughs> for the the tirade of abuse that you've had to had to stand. <laughs> we, will, we will be talking to the teammates. Hey, HR department. I will be submitting a complaint. Like um, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, if people want, uh, they could find us at Teammates of Sports Podcast on Facebook. Find? They could find us on. Instagram at team.matesofficial and they can find us on Twitter at teammatesofficial1 If you've listened and enjoyed this, thank you very much. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts and hopefully you'll be listening again soon.